This is the Arm Subject Matter Expert Podcast, hosted by Justin Poulin. Tune in every month as we speak with industry experts to highlight success stories and solutions from the field that advance the healthcare supply chain. And now, Justin Poulin with this month's expert. Welcome to the Arm Subject Matter Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Poulin from the Power Supply Podcast. Joining me now is Ed Hiscock, Senior Vice President, Supply Chain Management at Trinity Health. And Ed, it's a pleasure to have you on the Arm Subject Matter Expert Podcast. I'm glad you're joining us today. Welcome to the show. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Ed, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about your experience and path in in supply chain as we sort of introduce a very important topic about trading partner relationships. So actually, I've had a just a blessed career. I've worked, I think, probably in every facet of our supply chain. I've been a consultant. I've been in the tech side of the business. I've worked for a supplier, provider. So I've just, I've really been fortunate that way. And what really has been most interesting for me, I think, is having gone back pretty late in my career, and I got a master's degree in supply chain from a little school, you might have heard of a Michigan State University, ranked number one <laughs> uh, every year, year over year in supply chain, and they're right in my backyard. So learning how other industries approach technically and tactically approach their supply chains and then bringing that back into healthcare has just been fascinating. You know, it's funny. We hear this buzzword all the time these days about the 360 view, but you really do have, you know, that experience that gives you a a full view of supply chain from every single angle. And I think that that's probably why this topic is so important to you because you've seen it from that entire continuum. And, you know, as we were preparing for this, you mentioned to me that you've been taking every single opportunity to talk about trading partner relationships, removing the waste that's inherent in there. And I know we're going to be talking a lot about cost, but there are some other benefits that we'll get to at the end as well. But how did this become so important to you? Well, again, it's really just thinking about our supply chain as a supply chain. And and this this might sound a little too direct maybe, but the way our industry has grown up, we really haven't practiced good supply chain discipline. I mean, the fact that the most expensive product in the hospital, the most invasive product, implants, typically comes out of a sales rep's trunk into the facility. You'd never have a supply chain professional design that supply chain. And our suppliers would tell you that. There's advantages for them in building that schema, but it's on the sales side. Talking supply chain to supply chain, if I'm working with my supply chain peers at our supplier organizations, very different conversation. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, just getting a handle on the inventory in that trunk stock. I mean, inventory management is like the basis of supply chain management in so many ways. And you're right. That is a big challenge is to say what really is out there in our, in our field inventory in a way. A hundred percent. That's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I've had suppliers and they won't go on record with this, but when you roll up your sleeves and you get into the supply chain conversation with a supply chain 
professional at a supplier organization, it it's not atypical that they plan to throw away five to eight percent of their product. It's just they know there's going to be that kind of waste because it's a sales rep pulling it out of his trunk or managing on a consignment shelf. Those are some really good statistics. And, you know, I know you prepared some others to really quantify this and qualify this in people's minds, the opportunity to reduce waste with these partner relationships. Can you share a few of those and, and maybe how you came about them or what they mean to you? I mean, you could throw a stat out, but I want to make sure we put it into context as well. Yeah, yeah. Probably the, the most fascinating journey was one of our larger suppliers was very interested in having a conversation with us, a meaningful conversation about how can we take some of this waste and cost out of the trade relationship? So again, it was a supply chain to supply chain conversation. And we started looking at how does our demand show up? How do our orders get placed on their warehouse? What does that look like? And then we walked all the way through. And it was one of those lean exercises where you're in a big conference room, you got different colored sticky notes all over the wall, you got a whiteboard full of notes. And it was just, it was a really interesting conversation. And at the beginning, we decided that if we took cost out, we'd split it, right? If we took 10% cost out, I'd take five of it, they'd take five of it, right? So this wasn't, this wasn't a, a traditional negotiation. It wasn't a transactional kind of a conversation. So with that agreement, we rolled up our sleeves, looked at how our orders were showing up, and we were expressing 47 orders a day. These are for implants. 47 orders a day on their warehouse from a Trinity facility. And of course, that's 47 times the picker runs around the warehouse to get product, puts it in a small box, puts it on the back of the FedEx truck that lives at their loading dock. And now that product shows up. I've got 47 receipts, 47 invoices to match, right? It's just, it's bloated. And it's just the way we'd always done things. So, what really got us into this conversation was we stood up our distribution center for Trinity Health. And when we stood that up, we were looking for ways that we could leverage that asset to better manage that kind of last mile supply chain. So we actually put that in as part of the solution. And now, instead of 47 orders every day showing up at that warehouse, we place an order every one to two, maybe two and a half weeks when we can fill a truck, right? So we've got it sophisticated to the point that we place an order when we can fill the truck and then the truck, that's the least expensive way to transport product is full truck load. And then the truck shows up, we carry the inventory at our distribution center, pick back and ship it in totes that are already going to our facilities. So having that distribution facility, does that help you with that demand planning? Because to be successful with that order, I'm assuming that, you have, you know, some demand planning that has really gotten more mature than maybe what we had seen traditionally, especially before there were these large health systems. I feel like we got away with it as individual hospitals. But when we look at this as a large organization, demand planning is a whole different ball of wax. Am I right about that? Yeah, it absolutely is. And a couple of things that we learned as we launched the program was not only demand planning, but with us owning the risk for the inventory in the last mile there, we really had to get good 
at managing the expiry risk because you've always got the tails, right? The product in the middle is used like crazy. The tails, the smaller sizes, things like that are not used as much. So we had to get sophisticated on our end to know exactly what was on the shelf, what the expiry risk was, and create a capability to move that product to where it could get used, right? If, if Hospital A had a product that only had two weeks of shelf life left, we had to find a way to get that to a ministry that was using that product more frequently and avoid that expiration. So we had to get better inventory management, but you're right, the, the demand planning and forecasting were still continuing to mature our capabilities in that regard. We've got some tooling, traditional supply chain tooling that helps, but what we're doing now is we're building out kind of a patient bill of materials capability through our EMR. So as the product gets scanned in every procedure, we're capturing that data. And now we can start to look at scheduling of those patients and get better predictive with that demand over time. Right. You know, something else that kind of occurred to me that as you were talking about expiry and work managing that process and the products, there's a big opportunity there to reduce cost loss in, in that environment as well. And I think you describing that more mature demand planning helps you prevent that on the front end. It's not just like looking for it after the fact and trying to distribute it. It's actually knowing it on the front end, just based on simplifying the number of orders that are coming in and having that inventory understanding. So I see where the cost savings is in terms of like expired product and, and that reduced labor and transportation cost. But back to the inventory piece, when you know that there's going to be a certain amount of expired product that you're going to lose, you almost counter that in, a, in an old way, the way we've always done things, by having more inventory, which actually continues to contribute to the problem. Can you talk about inventory investment and the cost savings that also comes out of that? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. We didn't know. I did, typically, a hospital doesn't know what they're wasting because more times than not, we've already expensed that product to the department. So the expense has already been distributed. And if somebody throws it away, they just buy another one to replace it. We're not carrying them in a perpetual inventory and creating that visibility to know that there's been a waste event. So first I had to acknowledge and tie up some of the organization's cash in inventory, right? So we're building inventories where we didn't have inventories before. And it's starting to teach us just what that waste profile is. We're starting just in one department for now, but we have intention to go to other implants in other different departments and other areas of the hospital. So we're starting slow, kind of teaching the organization that here is what's visible, here's the waste that and the risk. And then as we're doing that, it's helping our organization understand, our finance brethren understand that this is the right investment to get perpetual in all of these areas, truly manage and understand the inventory investment that we're making as a company. So you said this was a partnership, supply chain to supply chain, both sides of the table, and you would split you know, whatever cost savings you were able to contribute to together. What was the sort of net cost savings in, in this project? Yeah, in this particular one, we identified 16% that we could take out. It was huge. We're, we're scrapping for dollars these days. 16% is a big number. If you're, if you're able to remove 
anything over, I'd say 5%, that's, that's a win, especially when you're talking larger volume opportunities. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is that at this point, we've got this huge investment in our distribution system, right? And our, our 400,000 square foot warehouse serving about half, maybe a little north of half of our total volume as an enterprise. Huge investment. It's We broke ground in 2015. Of course, the last three years have been a blur. Well, the distribution center saved our bacon during COVID, as you might imagine. But we have got to the point now where that distribution center, after the first three years, was break even. Of course, COVID kind of put us on our heels for the last several years. But it's actually this year going to flip in and become a revenue center for the organization because of the benefit of taking some of these efficiency fees when we can take the cost out. And, you know, one of the other things, too, this it's not an adversarial conversation with a supplier. Actually, I typically, I'll start the conversation with the commercial folks, the sales folks, and and my first promise is this isn't going to be about your margin. We're not doing the traditional swapping margin for market share game. What I want to do is get to your SNOP people or your supply chain people and talk about taking cost out. And if we can trade more efficiently, we'll share that cost savings. You take some, I take some. Your margin actually gets better. And then I use it to fund the warehouse to do more and more and more of this. And net-net, we're taking cost out of the care. You know, most of us are not-for-profit, and every nickel we can take out comes right back into better care for the next patient that shows up. So it's pretty meaningful work, and, and it's just been a blast to work with the supply chain folks at our suppliers. Yeah, I'll I'll just add a little element there. I feel like in the past, as you mentioned, it's just about cost savings, but you talked about it actually creating some revenue. And I think that's a new shift for supply chain and getting that recognition from the CFOs and seeing how much more closely related to revenue, whether it's an opportunity like this or just maybe recognizing it in a different way because everything that supply chain is involved in has an impact on what that revenue looks like. And I, I think that shift in perspective has been a long time coming and it's nice to see. I want to ask you one last thing is we, we talk about that. I mentioned this at the beginning, but the value is not just cost savings, right? So, or not just revenue generating at a time where, you know, negative operating margins are still commonplace and we're just getting beyond that. But what about sustainability? And I'll say in the more traditional sense, does that come into play here as well? Well, yes. The most dramatic way is we took and the supplier partner that I worked with picked a week of orders in the traditional sense, the way that we had been expressing our demand, and then showed us the packaging as the product was being loaded onto the truck in our new packaging or our new schema and more efficient schema. And you should have seen the mound of corrugated. We took some pictures and it's, it's quite staggering, you know, cause you've got this mound of individual boxes all piled up versus, you know, a large couple of corrugated all shrink wrapped nicely on a pallet. It's staggering. The amount, I think it 65% less corrugated, in the new schema. So that's not going into the recycle bin or into the landfill. We reduce that corrugated by 65%. Yeah, that's 
That is a significant number, 65%. And, you know, this is, I guess you described the Kaizen event and, you know, put this into the context of lean initiatives. But, you know, I think it's 65% is a pretty big return in one of the KPIs on any kind of lean initiative. That is a very nice benefit. Ed, anything you want to add before we wrap? I mean, I know we are just touching the surface on this, but I, hopefully it sparks a lot of thought for the listenership out there. Well, I yeah, no, I, I just very much appreciate doing this because I've been kind of evangelizing on this topic because one thing that's a problem for me is I'm an exception to that supplier's rule. Everybody else is still expressing their 47 individual orders every day. And, and they probably have a little problem with their staff when the Trinity order shows up and it's a full truckload. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to pick that order, right? But I'd like to think now, this side of COVID, most of my peers have a warehouse and are trying to figure out what to do with it. And if more of us started having these conversations, supply chain to supply chain, and started looking at taking costs out, we could have a real meaningful difference for the whole industry, I think. Great conversation, just getting started. Ed, thanks so much for joining me today. Awesome. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arms Subject Matter Expert Podcast. For additional resources, visit our website at arm.org. That's A-H-R-M-M dot org. Tune in next month for another edition of the Arms Subject Matter Expert Podcast. Mm-hmm.